Thanks for keeping it uh, locked on, Wildcats. I'm your host, Mike Luke. All right, yeah, something it had a weird intro right there, but all right, good to go. All right, with John Schuster, I am Mike Luke. We are both, to show you how much the, the locked on community means to us, we are both battling COVID right now. Mm-hmm. Yes. Fist but you know what? Uh-huh. Yeah, don't, don't worry, though. We're, uh, we're, pre- we're pretty tough right now. Yeah, um, yeah, this is our... <laughs> Let's go with that. Yes. Uh, so right. apologies if we're a little bit floaty here, Yeah. Uh, but we'll do our best. All right. Question. So yes, you and sir. I were talking about uh, DeAndre Ayton earlier in the week. I mm-hmm. wanted to revisit this because I had a couple people. Can anybody – have you ever seen a basketball player? And the main concern, obviously, with Ayton is g- generally his drive. You look at him and he kind of just talk about floating out there. Right. Yes. Right. Can you really get that – can a player who doesn't seem to have a real drive by the age of 22, 23, can they really develop that drive or no? Or is that kind of something that you're kind of – you're kind of always, I think you're always going to be fighting – it's a tough habit to break. I think it's possible to get out of it, but it's a tough habit to break. And right. I think Aiton right now may be in a tough habitual situation. And the frustration here – I think is that guys like Monty Williams and Chris Paul have good leadership capabilities. Right. So if so so if they're people who are, you know, Paul especially is is very much a coach on the floor, very much a guy who's on a team who wants to win. He's focused on winning. He's trying to he he's trying to drive this message into guys like Aiton to be much more focused and much more interested and understand what the bigger picture is here. And he's provide he ought to be provided the template to where younger players listen to him because he's going to be a first ballot hall of famer right so if you have a hard hard time taking in what paul is a guy like paul is trying to tell you and then secondarily what monty williams is trying to tell you then the long-term positivity about whether ayton can be tougher above the neck right uh becomes you know the odds on that get a little bit more difficult. Is it possible? Yeah. I, you know, I think pe- people grow up. He's got a lot of growing to do. You can grow at 15, you can grow at 20, you can grow at 25. You know, he's relatively young. You, you know, we're different, I hope, to some degree mentally now than we were, you know, maybe. 10, 20, 30 years ago, maybe. Yeah. You and I both know what you mean. Pe- people in the listening audience know, know what we're talking about here too, uh, in, in your own life. So is it possible? It, yeah. But is he going to fight that for the remainder of his career? I think that's a very real possibility as well. And whether Aiton is with the Suns or with somebody else, that's something that the organization is is, is going to have to focus a great deal on. I've always felt, that, though, that the drive is somewhat innate, that you either kind of have it or you don't. Now, that doesn't mean that you can't – it can't come to fruition later on. I'll give you an idea. We've watched Luka Doncic right now, and you can watch Luka Doncic for five minutes – and you could see a couple things. Probably needs to drop a couple pounds, but you can clearly tell that basketball means a lot to him. You can tell he likes being out there. He likes the give and take, the back and forth. A guy like James Harden, you know, did you ever really watch James? And I know you're not a huge NBA guy, but did you ever watch James Harden and say, that's a guy that wants to max out physically everything that he can? No. And I think I, the separately, I, I think from a mentality standpoint is – 
is that a guy who wants to win at all costs? Right. And I don't. And and I feel like Doncic is a hell of a lot closer to that than Harden is. Right. Uh, which is probably an obvious thing to say. And I think that's you know whatever your max effort is. You know, was Stephon Marbury a max effort guy? No. You know, I I don't know. I mean, maybe, but it didn't work. Westbrook. Westbrook's a better example. Westbrook is a max effort guy where it works against him. Correct. I think I I, I think what you want to be able to temper here is a disdain, a disgust, a discarding nature of lose. You just hate to lose. Right. And, and that hatred to lose drives you to do everything you possibly can in the grander scheme to be able to win. Even right. though you're not going to win all the time, you're going to do everything you possibly can within, within your ability and the team structure to ultimately make that work. Here's how I view Aiton and, and guys like Harden. I, I see they don't quote unquote want to lose, but there it's a lot easier for them to get over losing when that yes. happens. It, it's kind of the old thing too, where you like I I don't really gamble much, and I know that might sound weird, but I don't really gamble. Well, well let's hold on, let's see. Uh, oh, it's a built bar. Um, I don't really gamble. You, know you don't gamble on built bar. I don't gamble on built. Well, let me tell you about built bar first, and then let me tell you about built bar, and then we'll get into gambling here. All right. I don't uh built bar though is where you need to go because there's no gambling with built bar. What you see is what you get. You get pure just unadulterated strength from built bar. And it tastes good. On top of that, you like the blueberry. I do like the blueberry. All right. There's my read for built bar. Let's take that a quick was beautiful. Break. All right. Thanks for keeping it locked on, Wildcats. I am your host, Mike Luke. You know what it is to me? It's a little bit like gambling, and I'll tell you why. Here's how, here's the difference. In that with gambling, and I fall into this other category where there's a lot of people that they they keep chasing the win. They keep chasing. And by the way, anybody that ever has told you without bringing it up to them that they are not addicted to gambling is addicted to gambling, especially if you did not ask them and they tell you, because it's obviously something they're addicted to. But here I tell to use our good friend, Kevin Woodman's quote, I tell you that. So I can tell you this. When I lose, when I lose a bet to me, it's far more annoying than when I win a bet. I would much rather not win anything or I would much rather you take it personally and you get pissed off. I would much rather not lose $15 than win $15. Mm-hmm. Right. How about that? And I think that I think that's where you kind of find the rub with NBA players though as well is that you could tell Michael Jordan as much as he liked winning and again I haven't actually talked with Mike about this. Mm-hmm. But you're good pal Mike. Mike MJ. But as much as you could I would just I would venture a guess that as much as Michael Jordan liked winning he probably hated losing even more. That's exactly it. Yes. And I think that's what drove him. Mm-hmm. Right. And I think it drove Magic Johnson. I think it drove Larry Bird. I think it drove mm-hmm. uh, players at the top of their game and every it drives Tom Brady. Uh, right. That 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 aspect across the board, I think, is is pivotal. And there are I mean, nobody likes to lose. And, and, and one of the phrases I hate in sports and sports announcers fall back on this all the time. They say something drives me absolutely. You don't think, you know, when there's a loose ball and somebody dives on the floor, you don't think X, Y, Z wants this game. Mm-hmm. Nobody ever said they didn't want this game. It's the stupidest bleep and bleep thing you could possibly say as an announcer. Everybody right. wants to win. Everybody wants to try. But there's a point either 
just slightly after the fact or, or, or a point of realization when it's not going to work in your way that you put on a, some people can put on a defense mechanism and get over it quicker. And, and though, and that's the thing you kind of have to fight. It's not that DeAndre and, and we are making vast aspersions about a guy we haven't talked to in DeAndre Ayton, a guy we haven't talked to in James Harden. It's just observations on our part. Okay. But that observation is that there's a belief, at least from me, that they have an ability to get over setbacks quicker. They brush it off. They just move on. It's a defense mechanism. And I think with Aiton, the defense mechanism is he's gone through an entire career being the best player on the floor. Right. And basketball came to him relatively easily at every step because of his genetic superiority. Right. So we've, we've, we've seen in two consecutive series that at the beginning of a series, uh, in the Bucks series last year and in the Mavericks series this year, at the beginning of both of those series, Aiton held his own and was maybe not equal, but pretty damn close statistically to Giannis and pretty darn close statistically to Doncic. Right. But as but then you saw the competitive nature of yes. the other two people move up to a higher degree. And when they did, Aiton stayed relatively stable and then slipped down to a slope because their will wilted his I had a relative I, complacency and that is that that's the air and then he went into defense mechanism mode and that's the area that I think he needs to work on and and I think you're rightfully concerned about this and wherever his future in the NBA goes I think folks uh who have him in that in in their organization again I don't know if Aiton's going to be a son or if he's going to be some some somewhere else next season or beyond Right. Uh, but the organization that deals with him and the players and coaches that deal with him, I think are going to have to work through that aspect. And it's a very difficult thing to do. Is it possible again? Yeah. But is it an immense challenge uh, along the way? Absolutely. All right. He's John Schuster. I'm Mike Luke. We're going to both go take a rest. For John Schuster, I'm Mike Luke. You've been listening to Locked On Wildcats.